0: I'm Charles,
1: I'm Christine, and
0: And we eat stuff.
1: Hey guys, and welcome once again to the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. This is Christine Guthrie here, and I am one half of We Eat Stuff. In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. Today we're starting a four-week series that's featuring local bartenders. We're bringing together groups of people in the industry to talk about subjects important to them and the business right now. Today, we welcome Nick DiGiovanni, Matt Koch, and Jeffrey Moll from Taste Bar, The Bow, and planners House, respectively. Since this was such a long conversation between these guys, I've split it into two parts. You can catch the second part of this conversation on Friday, October 5th. Thanks for listening, and please enjoy this roundtable format with Nick, Matt, and Jeff.
0: Oh wait so you don't like a script around. or anything?
2: No. No no like hard hitting questions or uh
3: um, I thought we gotta start somewhere. Yeah,
0: well a w- 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 place to start off with it's like uh you know like a, who who are you guys? Yeah. Who goes first? Oh man, I think I think Jeffrey should. Alright,
3: Jeffrey goes first. So what what is Just Ooh. introduce yourself and Okay. Man. Well, my name's Jeffrey Mall. <laughs> that works. I'm Matthew yeah. Koch.
2: <laughs> uh, And uh, I'm Nick D. Giovanni. Yeah, I guess everyone needs to know who they're talking to. That's how you yeah. say it. Yeah. All right, <laughs> good.
0: No, I, I never pronounce it right. You've been Nick a... D. forever. Nick D.
2: I know, yeah. And and I'm totally fine with that. Uh, it's been that way for years. Mm. Um, You know, and, you know, not everyone can pronounce my last name. So Nick D is it's easier, it's shorter, it's to the point. Like people get it. How's it going yeah.
3: again? I would I say D Giovanni.
2: Yeah. D Giovanni. Think about D- it. Okay. It yeah. what it oh. used to be like two words, but then the whole the whole process oh. of coming to the country and like of shortening Giovanni. it. Yeah. Of yeah. It basically means of John. And my last <laughs> name is basically means of John. So it's just yeah call yourself to john. <laughs> john. <laughs> the john the John. you got saved in the nick
0: of john yeah something like that
4: it's
0: <laughs> good rum yeah
4: oh uh, yeah the Cruzan single barrel uh, selected for publico
0: yeah
3: mm. oh yeah some, some shots of that on uh-huh. the uh the tiki
0: party <laughs> you know, before, you start, before you stole the skull agent's
4: <laughs> skull theft yeah yeah, Brogan. How it was just some oh. town from Golden Girl did a pop up at Publico, and we all had a blast. Well, maybe not
2: Nick. No, no, I did. I got. I mean, I got worked real hard. Uh, it, it was, you know, it's 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 fun but stressful because I didn't really have like his recipes until like pretty much like that day or the day before. Oh my um, the day before must have been a crazy luxury. Uh, so well, no, I take that back. He yeah, finalized the recipes. Yeah. yeah, he did finalize it. I, so I was able to get get a hold of everything like we needed on his end uh, to make it happen. And uh, it was just like getting the bar like set up and everything. I did basically, like, I took down everything that was on the rails for, you know, both cocktail stations, took all that down, boxed it up, like, stashed it in the back, and then had to try and reset everything up for, for the night. And, yeah. uh, Are your stations mirrored? Uh, yes, yeah. they should. Well, one actually has like a little bit more placement space for bottles, just given the way it's set up. So maybe that'll change. I don't know. I, I've been trying to get, get that bar redone for a long time and get rid of draft beer. Uh, yeah, that'd be dope. They used to have the two stations yeah. mess myself on that long end. Exactly, yeah. So... We can actually, like, face forward when we're working instead of having two guys off no, to the no. side. Mm. Uh, just, you know, these are things that uh, if you're thinking about opening a bar, uh, really think about, like, how your bar is laid out. Mm. And there may be certain people you shouldn't work with <laughs> who don't design things very well. Yeah. Uh, mm. As
4: far as, like, being functional. Let's call them area. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we had lucked <laughs> out at man, the, uh, RJ with Ben's input did like a pretty perfect underbar setup, and, uh, for those that haven't been in in a while, we just released our 100 cocktail menu, and the only way we can pull that off is with the bar setup that we have, because we have no basement, no storage, everything is just in coolers, and then just go, just like, three Ikea shelves worth of space to store extra booze, and that's it, like... Here we go. It's pretty insane. What's the setup like a planner's house? I mean, I remember, but you is it must be great for you not to have to turn around to use an ice bin.
3: No, it, I mean, yeah, that's that, that is that is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's crushed ice too, which is uh, Ooh, fancy. a nice know. luxury. Right I know. I'd... Or pebble ice, whatever you call it, sonic ice. But uh, we had that. It's weird. It's time. not set up the exact way that I want it to be set up. I guess because Ted grabs everything with his left hand, so everything's, like, set to the left. Just, I don't know, just a really strange thing for me. I'm used to grabbing bottles with my right hand and measuring out with my left hand. Yeah, I'm the opposite.
4: But Because of that setup, actually.
3: Yeah, I think I'm just, like, opposite in general. I think Tony Saputo pointed out one time, when I stir drinks, I stir the exact opposite direction that everybody else does. So, like, I guess most people stir... With the right hand, they stir clockwise, or they they stir yep. to like the the outer edge are, of the glass. Me and you are. The but I do like that. Yeah. I got. I
4: got. I stir uh, counterclockwise.
3: Yeah. With my right hand. Yeah, but for the most part, it makes sense. It's more convenient than was at Randolphy's. That's for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Pour one out for that place. Yeah. Really. <laughs> that meatball was ridiculous. Yeah. How sensitive is that microphone? I'm really worried that it's gonna pick up me just like munching on olives this entire time. (laughs) Like in your style, like (laughs) noise. As long as
0: people are talking in general, it's it's okay. Yeah, okay. you know, it's just, if everyone's fighting, then we're all just chewing on olives. That's I know it's like, like I know it's like videos. some people
3: will sit here and they'll kind of like maybe rub their pants a little bit, and like that always up. gets picked up. Yeah, it does,
0: it does, and that's something I've been bad about too. Yeah, and generally I go mm, hmm 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 <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> while someone talks, you can't take it out as I said while they're talking, for no discernible reason. I'm doing that. I just have a little like a look. And just Keep talking. Yeah. You know. yeah maybe man. food was a bad choice. No, <laughs> I think we should have food more often on these things, except that, you know, not crunchy things.
3: Yeah, well, so I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today. She asked me what I was up to, I told her I was doing this, but I got to go buy Chinooks. You know, I want to go by the Olive Bar and get some olives and cheese. And I was like, this could be cool. We're gonna, I'm gonna drink some Campari and soda. We're gonna sit around like Italian gangsters, you know? Just, <laughs> she's like, you need to get some like breadsticks and stuff too. And I was like, oh yeah, like oh wait, no, that's <laughs> not a great idea. Crunching on breadsticks and smacking your lips from eating olives may We're not sh- be we should on popcorn and pistachios good radio uh, <laughs> quote unquote radio pop food
0: what would be the most revolting food to be eating on a podcast Ooh. oh shit uh, spaghetti oh. <laughs> or soup yeah Yo, soup yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> anything that involves copious amounts of slurping yeah. Yeah, I'd say you just put them
4: together and just, do, just call it fa. You know? oh yeah, so oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would be unbearable
0: Mm. I think fried yeah. chicken might be kind of irritating too yeah. fried chicken on the oh although, yeah like, I didn't figure yeah chicken liking, wings yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah wings would be terrible mm. although like the plus side is no one can see like how much hot sauce I have like <laughs> on my face mm. which right now isn't very much which, which is not fair. much right now like given that it's my day off like you haven't been
4: anywhere near hot
2: sauce it's pretty good I know <laughs> I know chicken wings man I will fuck up some chicken wings for sure. Yeah,
4: so good. It took me a while to get into chicken wings. It's not like how much work it was. Mm-hmm. I felt that way about ribs too. But never? I had never. Yeah, I was a boneless kid growing up, man. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness! Every option, I went boneless every time. Chicken nuggets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? I don't. I still don't know what the difference is, but wings are a piece of cake.
0: Well, and how the drums are. Oh yeah, drums definitely
3: are. Well, so are the ones that are like the safety pin looking, looking yeah. johns the that, uh, yeah. the Flats, no, <laughs> they, they are. Like, flats, floppy flats. Yeah, you, Drum, just, drums you just gotta put the whole thing and like pull it out, like you know, like the cartoon yeah. cat with the fish. Yeah. yeah. The first time I saw somebody,
4: the first I saw pulls out, somebody, out the fish like bones, twist it and break it. I was like, oh,
3: dope, because I was just <laughs> kind of trying to awkwardly eat the middle of it out, like while holding it, mm. and it sucked. No, you just gotta, you just gotta do the cartoon cat move. The
4: cartoon cat move.
3: Yeah,
4: you, right. Yeah,
0: I don't know yeah. What you talking, talking about? Yeah, Tom Jerry. Like it's right. A fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Now you know. Yeah. 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 That yeah, bridge happened when I went to uh, Billy Jean, and I had this. uh was uh, uh, fried fish. You know, fr- oh, half yeah. fried fish, and it was mm-hmm. just uh, I think it was a red snapper. I appreciate okay. everything, including the eyeballs. It all like yeah. bones. Yeah. And they're very impressed. So they you pretty much everything besides bones. Yeah. I'm right. new to shrimp tails. Mm. I, I eat like it,
4: it's most Asian food, the way that it's the shrimp is prepared for it. You can eat the tails and it's fine. No, uh, oh, you
3: want a treat, don't you?
4: <laughs> so I just started doing that and I love it. And I think the next step is going to be eating more of the fish for sure. Mm. I'm mm. Down for that. The eyeballs are
3: kind of fun. They're like yeah. it's like eating a little tapioca pearl.
4: It is
0: actually, it looks like a giant caviar. Yeah, yep. Yeah, usually kind of creamy. Pop a little side. bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The cheeks though, that's nice. Oh man,
3: yeah, the cheeks are the best. cheeks Cheeks are usually the best. I used to work at a sushi place called Sekisui, which is now where Gorilla Street food and that Verizon Wireless is, but, um, Sick. they had, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> really? could to that building?
4: Um, you just put two cash used... registers on the sushi bar, and that was <laughs> it. <laughs>
3: but they, uh, they used to have, um, hamachi cheeks on the menu, that was like the best thing they ever had. What's so the hamachi? Good. Hamachi's yellowtail. tail. Uh-uh. Yeah. So you see the yellowtail. That's my favorite
4: fish. Uh, we have kama, uh, uh, which is collar right now on the menu. That's fried. <laughs> yeah, North I think is
3: just like the Japanese word for collar, right? Or something yeah. like that? Or eat, I don't know. It's some sort of... Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think it's Japanese, but I'm not certain. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. It's fun. It's just a big fried piece of uh, fish. And then you, just a little cup of sauce. You just kind of tear it apart however necessary. And then dip the little pieces of meat in the sauce. It's so delicious. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. All this fish talk, man. I don't
2: know nothing about fish. I don't eat I seafood. No. Why not? I don't hope? eat anything that comes out of the ocean. Ooh, man. It's like Mike.
3: Mike Randolph's <laughs> kind of like that. Or I don't know if he doesn't like shrimp.
2: Yeah, well, shrimp, shrimp are weird because you know they're little bottom feeders. They just run around eating fish duties all day long. Like. But, but yeah. pigs are fine, right? Yeah, pigs don't eat fish duties. <laughs> No, they just eat the other animal they uh, yeah. Oh, come on,
4: man. Come on. They do not. Pigs don't do that. I've been eating lots and lots of raw fish recently, whether it's sushi, sashimi, or poke. I just cannot get enough. I could subsist off of probably just that and sesame seeds for a week.
3: That's another thing. That's another reason it's, uh, I feel bad for bringing food. A waffle to eat just it sitting yeah. there.
2: Sitting there looking at you like, hey guess. Where's mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
4: sucks the Vista's closing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it does. Which reminds me maybe that's where I'll go for dinner tonight. That's good, yeah. Now which yeah. one are they open for? I think this coming Saturday is gonna be their last service. Okay.
3: Oh wow, that was really fast. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope this isn't gonna be like the summer of restaurants deciding they're going to revamp their menu, then close a month later. Yeah. Apparently that's this, is, this, is, this is, is the second one now. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: you... It's... I think that's the thing, is it? The, Same the new thing. restaurant closing?
3: Yeah. This is, is how yeah. they do it. Oh. <laughs> do, yeah. I was talking to someone about this recently, and I can't help but to speculate that, I mean, this is happening, like, way too often. Too many restaurants are like... Opening up and closing within a couple of years, which is really strange and really disconcerting, and three years like, is like
4: I, a good run for restaurants though. Is it though? Yeah,
3: I that that doesn't sound right to me.
2: It doesn't feel right, but I feel like given given our, you know, especially for for like better like more unique you know concepts. I feel that, like, we, like, as a city, like, St. Louis, like, they're only, they're only so, there's only so much, uh, of the population who, like, really, like, goes out and frequents places like that, like, on a more regular basis. Yeah, sure. Um, it's, you know, I mean, take, like, Publico, for example. Like, we're not for everyone. Like, like, it's, you know, and you know whether it's like the price point three years now right over three years over now. three years okay yeah so but you know it's it's one of those places where like yes like maybe it's not for everyone like maybe the the price point definitely i think is it can be a hindrance like that's not a whole that other it's discussion yeah. yeah but not that that we're super expensive but yeah, there's you're, you're that really perception not, yeah. that we are yeah, and I think you know, like public perception, like it kind of dictates your reality in this industry. Like, yeah, you know, it's
4: rough, man. Cause like you fall into the trap where if you're doing something recognizable, but in like an elevated way, and then then you get those people that are like, this piece is twenty four dollars or whatever. I'm like, yeah, man. Not all pizza has to be cheap. Like, yeah, just like every burger doesn't have to be of mcdonald's quality and that's it like you can you can do cool stuff but yeah it's just an uphill battle like once i immediately kind of turn off my ears a little bit when i hear people talk about critique a new restaurant and they say the words like oh it's really overpriced i'm like is it though like is it really overpriced like is it a rip-off or is it just not what you're used to seeing at a place you know what i mean like it's it's a, it's a big issue yeah yeah
2: And, you know, it's, you know, and I feel like maybe, like, those, and those same people who complain about price points for food also will complain, you know, about cocktails. Especially, you know, God, they pay the bills, but, like, margaritas. Let's talk about margaritas for a second. (laughs) Because, like, it is, it's it's a love-hate relationship for me. Um,
4: I make one you every know, two weeks. I think
2: I think <laughs> I think that you know a Tommy's margarita is the you know if you are a true fan of tequila, it is the best representation of a margarita. And that being said, like yes, I use tequila ocho in in mine. So because I feel like tequila ocho is probably the best representation of tequila that we get here in the states, especially like in St. Louis, like. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of stuff that 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 hasn't hit us yet, you know, and, and we can revisit that conversation again, you know, when when these things are more readily available, but you know, so yes, it it it's a little pricey for a margarita, and I feel like people, you know, when the I feel like the people who can compre- complain about price points, uh, like of of the food are also the same people who are going to complain about like the drinks not considering you know they're like oh well i can go to like el Magway and get like a jumbo margarita for like yeah but we all know that. the
3: difference between the margarita from there and the yeah I mean, from... I mean we, we do know.
2: we do but i feel like I some so people. Knows. that's the thing i you know i feel like some people don't because like i, I see i've heard You know, I've read comparisons to, like, their favorite, you know, local Mexican restaurant, like, comparing, like, what I do behind my bar to what they do there, and I'm just like, guys, you know, like, and I'm not saying they don't have their place. I crushed, like, two... Big like twenty one ounce like frozen mango margaritas last night on oh, my yeah. way home. Sometimes On one my way to home with the Corona upside down. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I crushed two of those last night on my way home from the Johnson shut-ins. Like in, it's there's nothing wrong with it. Like it's 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 it's, it's not just, better or worse. It's just
4: like it's a different. It's different. It's a size. You step. know. Yeah. Yeah like through the the fresh juice thing, you know, it's, it's like a hard hurdle to get over with somebody some people like are many big very big people will see it and they'll start to piece together stuff in their head of what they think they can order. So I get a lot of like I'll have a vodka with passion fruit juice. I got to be like, "Well, you could Wait, is, that, is, is that something that it's people not... ask for?" Yes.
3: It's like somebody walking into a restaurant and asking for a tab. <laughs> <laughs> like just just the
4: soup and passion fruit juice. Yeah, well they, they see it on the menu and then and I have to be like, "Well, it's it's a puree. It's not really a juice. It's really strong. We. Have, it's kind of expensive, and it's probably not going to taste very good. And then you got to have that whole discussion. And do you guys
3: use those like those things in the little black? Um, yeah.
4: Well, we get the Euro Gourmet ones from the Robbie fruit. It's just lined up. So you're but it, but frozen. it's it's still a
3: frozen puree though when it comes in, it's right?
4: It's frozen puree, yeah. And we just thaw it and funnel it into a bottle, and that's the end of it. We don't you put know, sugar in it or anything.
3: Or uh, oh, you don't? Okay, I'll say it like the so we have passion fruit syrup at uh at Planner's house, and when uh when we prep that, it's 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 a two to one thing. So or is it? I don't know. I feel like I should know this. I make it every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll know more when I go into work tomorrow because like, I have to make more. But I think it. I think it's it's either one to one or two to one. It's we'll we we'll add we we'll add simple syrup to the to the passion fruit puree and yeah. it ends up being like a a syrup that's a little more like
4: yeah we, easy we do, to work
3: with. I suppose you know.
4: Oh for sure, yeah. We, we do uh, we just leave it in puree form, uh, and when it gets like uh, unfrozen enough, it's just pourable and more concentrated, and then we could just add simple syrup for sweetness. Like yeah. if we were only using it for one thing, we would totally make passion fruit syrup. But we have passion fruit and like four cocktails on that menu and we also have lychee and guava Wait, only four yeah and all this other 100 stuff. cocktails and only four <laughs> only four have passion fruit i think unless i missing a couple
0: well hardly seems worth it yeah yeah,
4: <laughs> but yeah so that, that
2: i the, mean in all fairness that is 125th of the cocktail menu right? yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> it's pretty I good guess it's all about perspective yeah. <laughs>
4: The, the margarita thing is rough man like Nix I talked about this last time I was here the the, the choice of glass for at Nix it was just tragic for mm. the, the shape of the glass like it's it's a regular margarita but it looks like a little tiny six ounce juice cup it's you know <laughs> and it's it's people getting like whoa this is really small and like it's ten dollars and like well ten dollars is cheap for that considering the quality and time it took to make like with the fresh juice and high quality you know dry here versus triple sec and all that kind of stuff so I mean I mean
2: I glassware I feel like glassware is 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 very like important though because I have these like little guys and I love them like they're yeah. little tiny tiny like five ounce goblets and like I use them for I think I'm using them for the like, two cocktails on this menu but it looks just so small like it should be like it yeah, like it Reese, looks yeah. like it looks like it should be a cordial glass yeah like, yeah, sure. We have a couple like it's it, But it holds a proper five ounces, so, you know, a three-ounce cocktail after dilution totally fits in there. Yeah. And...
3: What does a glass look like?
2: It's it just kind of legitimately like a, like a more like modern goblet. Like, just kind of, like, bowls up, and then it has a, a stem that kind of tapers out, and then a really wide base.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those so the same guys. ones that we had at Pick a Pickle, Yeah. Yeah, I remember every time we would put, I would put a drink in one of those. It's like yeah, there's so much room. Yeah, it, it, it's it, strange. I mean,
2: yeah it it looks so small, but like it holds a proper five ounces. But people yeah. get the cocktail because the glass is so small.
4: Yeah, they're like, what? That's so, one well, of the reasons I uh, love Tiki drinks so much, <coughs> especially the ones that are like buzzed with a bunch of crushed ice. Like, oh yeah, here's your giant was, like, coming, two-handed yeah. monstrosity. <laughs> don't bother me about it again. <laughs>
3: You know, speaking of that, whatever happened to all the, uh, the tiki glasses from Libertine?
4: Uh, we divvied them up. Um, I got uh, I got the, one of the turkey legs. You oh, a turkey leg? You uh, son of, of a bitch. bitch.
3: <laughs>
4: I figured I'd put in my time for a year and a half, i get one of the turkey legs. Uh, Do you remember the
3: turkey leg? Oh, yeah. i all never right. had it before. That oh. was, yeah,
2: that was one of the coolest fucking tiki glasses I've ever where seen. Did,
4: where did Ben find that? I think most of them came from Cheeky Tiki, which is, like, this, like, custom, okay. weird, high-end,
3: UK-based Tiki thing. Yeah, the turkey, lake was definitely the best. Yeah. Oh, I shit. Got, I got
4: a Hemingway head, too.
3: Oh, you got a Hemingway head?
4: Man,
2: you got, the, like, the two faves. Those yeah. are the two that I wanted. You got two of my faves. Those would have been, if I could only pick two, those would have been the two that I picked as well.
4: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what happened to the rest of them. I, uh. you probably just in Ludie's basement in a box.
3: <laughs> What's weekend. he doing now? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you were about to ask the same question. No, actually, really I, was gonna about, yeah. I was going to talk about. I was going to talk
2: about tiki glassware, but. Oh. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's stick to that. All right. <laughs> but, I just know, miss seeing them. Heavier's fine and happy. As guys, a, that's good. As a huge fan of horror movies and, like, in tiki dreams uh the new like beeline creative like series of tiki mugs is getting ready to come out with where they've got freddy krueger they've got jason uh mike
4: myers and pennywise the clown (laughs) i'm so excited yeah i forget where i saw it on etsy i'll find it again later but there's uh this place that does like enamel pins and patches and a couple mugs and it's all like it's like the glass is a zombie's hand holding like a what looks like a regular glass, and that's the
3: tiki mug. Oh, like that's super,
4: super badass stuff. And then they still have like the classic
2: monsters, and obviously like, uh, the like the creature from the Black Lagoon is like still one of the coolest fucking tiki mugs I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just done so well, and like that, the creature just I mean he just works. For Tiki, and so does
4: Frankenstein. Yeah, my Frankenstein. favorite ones. I got I got the the Rick and Morty one. Oh, that's Rick, and then Morty's like a little shot glass. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend got that for me as a complete surprise out of nowhere, and it was awesome.
2: What's another one that
4: they did that I
2: really liked? Oh, the Iron Giant one. Yeah. it's really dope. I have the a whole first
4: edition Star Wars set. All of those.
3: <laughs> Call me old fashioned, but I really enjoy the. Uh... The classic tiki mugs, the like, actual uh, tiki's, like the uh yeah, like the the hula girls and yeah. oh yeah, no, the, they're uh, all great too. The Easter Island heads. Oh yeah. Um, speaking speaking of which, there used to be a uh, a tiki bar in St. Louis called the Waysider, like years years ago, and I found I found a gift. or I found a, I, they used to have a bunch of tiki mugs that were really really cool. and I found one on eBay and I bought it as a gift for one of my friends. Um, and I was really excited to, to get it and give it to her, uh, but it got lost in the mail. Oh, fuck. I was so mad. It even, like, on, on it, it said Way, Wayside or St. Louis. If you look up Wayside or St. Louis, uh-huh. it used to be a tiki bar in, uh, in, uh, Clayton. But the, but the, yeah, yeah. but the glasses are really cool, like, they're like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, but the glasses were modeled after, like they used to have this big like waterfall head inside of the restaurant and that was what their glasses were modeled after. And they were really cool. And yeah, um, that must have been so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what
2: I mean, I guess we had uh we had a what Trader Vic's here until like 87 in St. Louis. Yeah. Like that's yeah. when when that you know, we lost that, you know, before I was old enough to drink.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. We, we I think I was just starting kindergarten. Yeah.
2: Probably probably right around the same. You're made, you're like you're older than me, Yeah, I think so.
4: We need a, we need a tiki bar. So we do, like a real one. Uh yeah. A oh, real all one. All right, yeah, let's I was let's, trying to be nice. Let's keep it nice. Yeah. yeah. I almost said it. Ooh. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, but don't no need to fire any shots. They know what they did.
4: But, <laughs> uh when it, I mean there was there's some uh, when they first opened and like Josh was there and stuff, you could go in there and kind of ignore the menu and kinda of get some real stuff and that was cool, but and that kinda of fell off. But I want I, the environment, man. I want the the yeah. weird three dots and a dash feel like I'm standing in a rather in the line for Pilots of the Lagoon.
3: Like, I've never experienced that like I've been to Chicago a couple times and you know, in the in the recent past and I never went to those places. Uh, so I really like have no uh, you know like uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for frame of reference not frame of reference but like uh... The uh, like
2: that experience isn't like yeah I don't, like I, don't I don't know that magic yeah, like, yeah, I haven't yeah. experienced
3: that magic so like in my you know as far as like my opinion goes like I'm like uh, do we need a tiki bar I feel like a lot of people do some cool tiki stuff, but as somebody, but who's yeah, like I guess like too, the environment is kind of yes. like half of it. The, yeah. the
4: feeling of like walking, like wherever the entrance is, it doesn't even have to be hidden, just like walking around the corner and being in it, it's just craziness. Like every time I've experienced it, you know, yeah, like 300 to sort of the dash the first time is incredible, and then Tiki Cat in Kansas City, like. You come out of the elevator, do like, a normal hallway, make a left, and you can, it's kind of open in the front, and you can kind of see the bar, and he's like, oh, this is cool, and they, they look around the room a little bit, and you're like, holy crap. I was like, so disappointed yeah.
2: that the new, no, that oh, the, the Hopcat, our Hopcat, like, like the, I guess their kitchen is in their basement, because they have a what? full three stories. How? Yeah. There's, that building is a full three stories. <laughs> Maybe in the top floor, man. Who No, nope. it's, it's, I, it's already, I can see it's already dining room. I drove past it. I mm-hmm. drive past it every once in a while. And I, like, keep hoping. I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, please put a fucking tiki cat here. Like, please, please, please. Yeah.
4: Um. I'll, we need it so bad. I want a big touristy one, man. I want, like, uh, I don't even care if the drinks aren't that good. Like, I want, like, a big... Like downtown, like in a hotel, like Tiki Bar or something. Like that would be dope.
3: Hotel bars really deserve a comeback. I mean, I know they're kind of coming back, but we don't really seem to have a whole lot in St. Louis. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I guess Eclipse, like Moonrise, is, yeah, 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 Moonrise, moonrise definitely got yeah. like the. You could argue the corner on it, or they're cornering like that, that that niche, but. The Preston. Oh yeah, the Preston. Yeah. Shoot. Forgot about that yeah uh, but we have
4: a couple even the big like marriott chains are hiring all these like weird um like uh, consultants to come in and train everybody and like all right everybody get a vest out of the box and now we're going to use spheres. like that's <laughs> they're taking
0: baby steps you know the one at uh, the ritz in their lobbies we really good really yeah okay i've gotten to the trains from there nice yeah, there's something about like the hotel
3: bar that's very romantic to me.
2: And I think I think the cool thing about like being a hotel bartender, um, and Nick Openlander at Eclipse and I have had this conversation is is that like you can you can be like he was I was like dude what do you want to do and he's like I kind of want to be like that cool old wise hotel bartender <laughs> like that like people can ask about like anything and like i just want to be able to talk about it And, like you know he he's yeah. like there's something just like so cool and mysterious about like like an old hotel bartender and i'm like man like yeah that makes sense like that that would be cool like so yeah like when i when i start getting up and you know yeah uh, in years are actually like showing my age which yeah. which I've got a ways to go. <laughs> this baby face isn't isn't is, is doing me good right now. I have a feeling when it starts to go though, it'll go south real fast. Oh, but uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. So that would be great. Like find like a really awesome hotel bar. Um, I mean yeah, the the when I was in Springfield, Missouri, like the Vandevort in Springfield, like. Their fucking hotel, bar, restaurant is oh, yeah. um, fucking
3: fantastic. You know Taylor Hamilton Hamilton, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Taylor. Yeah. Um he I remember the I think the last time he and Hannah went to Springfield, he was talking about staying there and he's really excited about it.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's superb. Like huh. okay. we you know, Naomi and I went and uh we just, just kinda went on a whim. We were like, Oh yeah, it's we'll start here and then we'll go and like we went and we just ended up like Pretty much killing the night there, yeah. <laughs> like because it was so good. Like the the staff was like super awesome. Uh, their drinks were great. Um, food was exceptional. Like everything, it was like again one of those like perfect hotel bar experiences. Where sure. it's like, you know, I, you know, if I was a guest there, like I would maybe do like breakfast and lunch other places, or maybe dinner. But I would always come back there for drinks because then all you got to do is stumble up to your hotel room. It's yeah. great. Yeah,
4: which is the probably the initial draw of the hotel bar. Yeah. Which, you know, it was kind of lost. Like, I, I travel not super a lot anymore, but traveling a lot when I was younger with my family just for vacations or whatever, the hotel bars would always be, like, closed at 10 or closed at 11. And then you'd be like, no, oh, what? Man, this, this kind of sucks. I, <laughs> like, well, like, I, would, I came down to sit down in one. I was like 23, I think we were in California. I forget where we were staying, but I sat down at the bar and they are like, oh, well, the kitchen closes in 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm just going to drink. And they're like, well, we close in 10 minutes. I'm like, what? Okay. What do I do? I don't know. Yeah.
3: You yeah, it's one of the fun things about uh, working in Planner's House now is that I've gotten to know Ted a lot more personally. So I've gotten to hear a lot of his, like, past up-and-coming bartender stories. And this kind of ties oh, into like the whole bar, like the hotel bartending thing. Oh, okay. Uh, so he he apparently used to come into work in a suit. Well, yes, but uh, <laughs> but he used to work at like a like a hotel or a Holiday Inn. What? Yeah. <laughs> I thought
0: when we. Had... He,
3: when he tells the stories about it, he kind of makes them sound like he they weren't really fond memories. But yeah, he said he started to show up in a suit because they had some like hokey uh, like corporate. Um, Dress uniform that they had to had to wear, but uh, it's just kind of funny because like he hotel bartended at a time where like hotel bartending was probably the worst it could possibly be, mm-hmm. uh, or at least it is in my head. I don't know anything about. it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's, saying this. I've been to none of the hotel but bars now around where I work. And he, when you look at him, he's like, he's a very like tall, kind of unassuming person that you. He's. A, you look he, like, at a, at a glance, he kind of looks like the person you might expect to see behind a hotel are like the the one who's like the wealth of knowledge and wisdom and yeah. uh, always has like a quip or a story or advice or you know he's like polishing the glass like <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> but uh but yeah he just like it's it's just kind of like flip-flopped you know
2: yeah i i i mean last time I was in the planners uh and and I was talking to Ted and like you know because like that that Springfield connection like i i've known yeah rogan for years like since i went to college in springfield and then i was talking to ted about like springfield and like he used to his first bar manager job was another bar that i used to uh hang out at a lot like when i lived in springfield and it was just like man like it's crazy like how small like you know like when you're going to college and you know I never anticipated like when I was going to college and when I graduated uh, that I would find like this fucking like world of, of of like industry hospitality um like find this and and be like this is where I want to be this is what I want to do i I enjoy this yeah um, You know, you don't think about that. You think about, yeah, like, I've got my degree, like, I'm gonna do this, like, and I'm gonna do it so hard, and I'm gonna fucking, you know, in your head, you've got all these little fantasies about, yeah, maybe I can fucking work for, like, for me, it was like Nike or Adidas, like, one day, and, like, you know, like, do all this cool shit, and then, you know, sometimes shit happens. Sometimes you get George W. Bush as a president, and sometimes the economy goes to shit. (laughs) And and then sometimes yeah. like like the fashion industry like goes into turmoil because like people's discretionary income is significantly lower than it used to be. And you know and then and then like things change. But like had that not happened, you know, uh, I, I I wouldn't be doing this, so I guess like
3: there's a silver lining,
2: maybe. I don't know.
3: Yeah, <laughs> things changing is definitely a hard lesson that that I've had to learn in the last year. Yeah, it? Just um, sucks yeah, that, I mean, that not I'm paying to that degree, off, but yeah, yeah, it just
2: sucks to pay off like a huge amount of student loans to like for something that like yeah, Seth hard. Wallman and Tony Zaputo like taught me on the rooftop. You yeah, know, yeah. At, at at Eclipse, like I didn't need to. I didn't need to pay them thousands of dollars, like. They just, you know, it was just something that they're passionate about, and they saw some some hustle in me, and were like, hey, like, let's teach you this. And then I was like, oh shit, like, I really enjoy this, like, yeah. this can be fun, like.
3: I can't Speaking speak. of Tony, have you guys gone to Benevolent King yet? Oh yeah, it's red. I haven't been yet. I feel so bad. I just, so, I just, like, The biggest, the biggest turnoff to, for me going there initially was. Like the, the price point, especially in the cocktail list, um, you know, kind of going back to like pricing on cocktails. Like I'm, I'm not afraid to pay more than ten more than ten dollars for a cocktail, but there were definitely a lot of the cocktails there were like, whoa, what an eighteen dollar cocktail? I don't know about that. And, but and Tony yeah, has because... like this like R and D list or like yeah. an upcoming list. Yeah. that He kind of like showcases for for like a like a early night happy hour and a late night happy hour where you can get some like really cheap drinks, which is yep. you know a really great reason to go. Yeah. The food, well, the food there was really good too, obviously. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't,
2: I don't think, let me preface this with, when done right in like using the proper spirits, I don't feel, I'm not opposed to paying $16 for a cocktail. Yeah. I don't care if I look at the, if, if they like take the time to like list all the spirits in there and yeah. they're not just like house rum blend. It's like, well, I don't know what the fuck rum you're using in there. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it could be like, Luchin you know, like, like Don Q and which, you know, which we know is, and it's good, but it's inexpensive. Like, it, it's good for what it is, but it's
3: inexpensive. Yeah. Like, and you it's just like. The menu has, has become this, maybe not lost art, or not even art. It, if, I feel like it's not, I see it all the time. I see a lot of cocktails on list that just the price point do not make any sense to me as yeah. someone who's like I'm just like
2: I'm just time. like you're using old Forrester 86 in this like riff on an old fashioned, and it's $12 yeah like, that's the fuck is the much. matter <laughs> with you like, like you I, are out of your goddamn mind I, I like, applaud
4: Benevolent definitely came for doing that because I think like uh, there's situations where if you price something under what it should cost or if you price something under like what you think people would pay it it sets up this thought of people were like, "Oh, this is a cheap thing." So oh not yeah, no, so of you're, course you're creating the, and there's definitely. I absolutely drinks, agree with
3: that. It's like a show of strength. Yeah, and there's like there's this. On this that kind of like sets of. the stage.
4: You see this eighteen dollar cocktail, and you go, "Well, this one must be incredible because like I've been here. Yeah. I've already had a drink. That one was good. So this has got to be something. And if that drink was just ten bucks like the rest of them, like.
3: Yeah, you know. I, I don't disagree with that, but I do think that like any and, any. And you never know how much input the owner has needs to. Needs like you know? a, a, you know, uh, a range of, yeah, of, a, you of weigh price it. point. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Either for wine sure.
4: price it and make your design cheap drinks to be the, the biggest sellers that are cheap to make. Or so you can do like the weird drinks for cheaper or just price them out how you think it makes sense. along so, with like a it's within like four or five dollars. I love, I love the minis where most things like, I think. Like I'm immediately, I'm immediately turned off at just see nine dollars on the menu. I'm like, well, is like, what's 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 going on here? Like, I, like our mark, our market price for San Luis is about like 25 ish, like average for like a decent cocktail. I see nine bucks that it just screams happy hour special to me. It doesn't no matter how good oh, the yeah. drink is, and I know that's unfair. But like, if you if it's anywhere between like ten or eleven dollars, up to like you know, 14, 15 bucks, and then there's, there's like one or two that are like 18, 19, 22 yeah, bucks. Yeah. That, for me, is a good spot. Like, uh, I, I'm always pitching the expensive cocktail wherever I work, like, and we'll do one that's 30 bucks, and it'll be insane. It'll have like, really crazy, good, like, uh, grappa or something, in it like, Something that's really worth the yeah. price, like I had a thirty-five-dollar one sand on the menu. I, <laughs> know, all for a while. I
3: can't believe how many people bought that. Yeah, it was it was insane. I didn't expect it to sell. Millionaire Manhattan was a uh,
4: dude. I sold three of them a week. That is crazy. Yeah, just people be like, whoa, what's in this twenty-five-dollar Manhattan? I'm like, well, it's got Angel's Envy and it's got whatever, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. like that that guy liked it. Like it's 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 kind of it's kind of like a fun special experience. So I'm all on board with that. Like especially when you get into like. Real tiki drinks, like, if you go to, like, a, a decent tiki bar in another city, you're not going to pay less than $14 for something. And But they're also... Yeah. yeah I mean, they're big drinks. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Cocktails. Yeah.
2: I mean, you're also talking about, like, copious amounts of, of like, again, quality spirits, you know? I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, on proper Mai Tai, you're looking at, like, Jamaican rum and yeah, Rum Agricole.
3: two, three different rums? Three, or two. two, No, two. Two. Three's in a Navy grog, right? Yeah,
2: Navy grog. It's, uh, it's Demerara, um, Cuban, and, uh, oh shit, why am I I blanking on the third? I think Jamaican.
3: Okay, something funky maybe? Yeah,
2: it's Jamaican, yeah, it's Jamaican, Cuban, and, uh, what the fuck am I?
3: And then Demerara. So... Also, it might be in, it might be important to point out for the for the home listener. If anyone doesn't know, when you cross when you cost out a drink, uh, kind of the sweet spot that most bartenders look for is a twenty percent cost of goods. Yeah. Which means that a drink that costs two dollars to make should ideally be about ten dollars on a menu, or like a ten dollar drink should cost no more than two dollars to make. Yeah. But you know things get more expensive and, and if people... you're in a position of ordering every six months, there's every bottle goes up by like 15, 20 cents. So. Mm you know that's that's why you see a lot more like 12 dollar drinks now just because and pe- some
4: people will factor in the the, the cost of the, the prep you know like if yeah you, if you no, have that, a bartender, that definitely goes into it also if you have a bartender who's not on salary doing prep making like six seven eight bucks an hour you gotta be like well he's gonna spend 40 minutes every other day making uh, uh liquid nitrogen frozen grapefruit vessels in a bowl like right, instead well, of juicing you know this is, so,
3: a, this is an ad boy. No one's <laughs> doing that here. <better. laughs> we did that. Oh, man. Really? We Where?
4: At Libertine. Really? Yeah, we did frozen grapefruit uh, vessels for our provincial cocktail. all <laughs> This is probably right at the beginning. Uh, it was the, when we did our molecular menu. Okay. So, like, that drink was still, you know, 11, 12 bucks. Because there's other drinks on that menu that was just some vodka that we put infused peanut butter and jelly into Uh, a pinch of salt and some lemon juice and and a lime juice and that was the cocktail you know so that one allowed us to be able to do that crazy one so if you're factoring in the cost of ingredients that aren't booze like you're thinking about like wow limes are expensive right now and then labor and all this other stuff like yeah but like for me there's a tipping point as well where on like over a certain amount of money per drink nobody's gonna get two and then that's something you have to wrestle with yeah it's like 10, 11, 12 bucks is still the sweet spot for me because two cocktails is you know less than 25 bucks for good one really good cocktail and a beer is less than 25 bucks for good too
3: mm. yeah. so kind of going back to what you said earlier um, the peanut butter and jelly thing yeah um, th- there seems to be there seems to have been a rising trend in popularity and um, more fun drinks and kind of hokey stuff and uh, f- more specifically kind of taking uh, the old like, Crummy drinks of the eighties and like redoing them. Like, yeah, low brow. How highbr- do you? How do you guys? Highbrow. Yeah, how do you guys feel you,
0: about you that? You mean like a cereal milk uh, White Russian? Kind of
4: thing?
3: That's a good example. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
4: I mean, I mean, I think it's dope. Some drinks
3: should be. I left think maybe more died, specifically. Sure. Yeah. Well, like more specifically, I was thinking of like you know, um, I I'm I'm sure a lot of people have done this for a long time, but like I feel like no Jeffrey Morgenthau have, have may have like kind of uh blaze the trail for that with doing like the amaretta sour the sour, the, mm. the uh grasshopper and all those but mm, that yeah it seems to be like a rising thing or a rising uh rising trend yeah so,
4: no i i be like what i'm doing with I'm, miami vices right now
3: i'm totally
2: okay with it like i mean <laughs> you know i like i i've got you know, it, that of mixed
3: feelings about this. No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally down. okay with
2: it. Like, I mean, you got to think about it too. Like, the time we're in now, like, affords us better ingredients. Like, mm-hmm. up until like, especially you know until like, like the Giffard line of spirits like hit the market. Like, oh yeah, that when was the thing? last time you had like the a fucking harp? good blue carousel? Yeah. Even like. That, w- that was actually, like... I tasted like something. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just,
3: like, blue juice. Like, this is, like... Now, this may be an ignorant question, especially coming from me, but blue curacao is just orange curacao and blue dye, right? There's nothing, yeah, it's nothing different much. about it, right?
0: There aren't any blue oranges, so... I mean, yeah. I know there aren't blue oranges. I know we don't live
3: in a Dr. Seuss book, but... Like, I wasn't sure if there was, like, some weird, but, like... Ingredient that was added to it that has, you know, and imparts a blue color. No,
4: but but like. Yeah, we we you start with Kefardin and infuse it to add more stuff to it at, mm. uh, at Brown because we use it uh, in a lot of things in very small quantities. So it's. So Blue Kersau
3: nice. is just, just the just more fun, fun one. version. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wrong it's one, like the one, cool uncle stuff. that sneaks you a beer when you're mm. 15 years old at the family reunion. Yeah.
4: Like having two different colors of creme de menthe. Like <laughs> just for the shits. Like, yeah. One's green. <laughs> like. I, I love I like low highbrow high stuff a lot and uh what my philosophy if that nobody cares about right now, if like if I was gonna do a menu, I would just I'm over the categories of menus, like mm. here's classics, here's new stuff, here's sours, like if I was gonna open a place to do a menu right now the menu would be a mix of like Liberal highbrow, a couple classic cocktails, a couple OGS mixed in, and then just the whole menu would be either yeah, I, sorted I, by the,
3: price or like in a way that made sense flavor wise. I like, think you have to have the categories though. I mean, you might have more insight on this as as more of a consumer. Do you look at categories, or do you just start reading ingredients right away?
0: Uh, or does me, anybody
3: let you order a drink? In the what? last year just so like I drink think, this I feel like I feel like four <laughs> pages four pages of, of cocktails is way more intimidating than it, like or just like random I, I in and categorized ones right I try to
0: look at ingredients and I, uh, one example of this is actually think about um, Frazier's they had a, yeah. their thing broken by mint by season I am a yeah. brown liquor junkie so I really go to the winter section it has all the Amaros all the bourbons and yep. stuff like that Yeah, and by the I talking about low brow high brow stuff I had an idea of a, a Slim Jim-washed in uh, washed bourbon Manhattan. Yeah. I, I think it might work. I don't know. I'd try that one. I think a Slim Jim? It could really? be. Um, um, I wanted to do one with... Is there enough the, fat in a Slim Jim? I don't know. I don't know. There's. I mean, there's, there's
2: certainly
4: enough grease. It. Yeah. A <laughs>
3: <laughs> Real, <really> fat in <laughs> Tomato, tomato. Yeah. yeah. I want to do, like,
4: a club cracker in, like, a uh, brown butter Oh God. like... Brown spirit where it tastes like holy like shit. Those are whiskey that tastes like Club
3: Crackers. Oh my god, <laughs> or Captain's wafers. And then Wait, look, what wafers? Captain's wafers. Captain's wafers. What yeah, are those? Never heard of Captain's wafers. No, no. what is a Captain's wafers? Are you from St. Oh, Louis? You, is this? Is this okay. like, No, I'm just old. Oh, alright. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, so. Uh, do you tell?
4: It's the same thing. With, yeah. It's,
0: it's
3: oh, it's like like a like a butter cracker. Or
0: whatever. It's the same thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, just okay. Different brands. So yeah. yeah i have never heard of them. That man.
4: with like a horseradish bitters or something, so it tasted like a like a like a after school snack. Kinda or man, something. Man. That would be dope. You know? Hmm. Oh know. man, I don't know about that. That, so sounds, like, sure. that oh, sounds like oh, that oh, 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 sounds <laughs> like too much for me, man. I feel I feel
2: like I feel like for me, like at least like Shrimp
4: Cocktail Bloody Mary? Yeah, no.
2: God damn it! Why are you talking about all this horrible shit? Like, wait. You wouldn't need
4: a, sh- you wouldn't try a shrimp cocktail bloody mary with Fuck like. No, God,
3: <laughs> it it combines two things I hate: shrimp and bloody mary. Okay, you're be because I got a great idea. Check it out. Let's do a white Russian, but instead of using cream, let's use clam chowder.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: <geez>. oh. <laughs> Exactly. You know, yeah, man. you have to mess
3: with that
4: coffee liqueur. But I think, I think well, was... actually,
0: do you mean the Massachusetts style or the Nantucket style? Oh man. Oh, I don't know. Oh wait, wait. Is, which which one's, the, which one's the the one that has the red peppers in it? I don't know there's ones actually red, ones white. So I think it's New England. It's like the uh... New, New England's the classic one, right? Yeah. Okay, that's also. What so what it's called so- Boston. Is it Boston? I don't know. Me
3: and Nick just exchanged. I'm comments. sure my friend Matt would be able mm-hmm. to chime in on this if he were here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He, he, he grew up in, like, Jersey, East Coast. He's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's very prideful about, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the regional, like, uh, mm-hmm. specific, specifics of, of things there.
4: Mm-hmm. I think nowadays, if you're using proper technique and being nice to people and pricing things according to you. Like, I don't think anything uh, should be off limits. Well, it depends on the kind of place, obviously. Like, fitting, being on brand with your restaurant is very important. But mm-hmm. if you were just open, like, a place to make drinks... And then did whatever you want. Like, I don't think there's any combination of flavors that wouldn't at least be something that you should try. You know? Like, all mm. the weird, whatever, fat wash, whatever kind of stuff. Like, if there's something you said, like, cold butter syrup with tickle like powder. Like, mm. just all that kind of stuff. I think there's so much to be explored with that. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I agree to a point. Like, I, I'm not going to say that, like, I agree with... All of it and not all all of it is like on brand with like my personal style of bartending oh fair that that is I'm not saying that it's it's not feasible or it's or it's not doable uh, I' just, I aren't... just couldn't do it like yeah but um yeah you know, that being said like I've done like fucking dumb shit like I I mean I oh we all have yeah I mean like. I did I did a watermelon infused pisco sour where like my my simple syrup like I made what I called like sour patch syrup where it was like oh, yeah. it was like uh like a, I want to say it was like it was like 16 16 to 1 uh so it was essentially like a 1 to 1 like simple syrup but then like 1/16th of the that was also uh, citric acid powder. Okay. So, I did a pisco sour, a watermelon infused pisco sour with like that syrup and it tasted like the watermelon sour patch kids. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I fucking love candy too. <laughs> yeah. I love tiki drinks, I love candy, but I also like drink a lot of fernet, a lot of amaro uh oh, man. as well. Like I can I can run the spectrum. I have I have a good palate. Uh, but but like, uh, like a shrimp cocktail, bloody mary is like something I gotta pump the brakes on for myself. Yeah. Well, there's some things are objectively but it's dis- already called cocktail sauce. Yeah, or yeah.
0: Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but there's gotta <laughs> be some things right. are objectively <laughs> disgusting, right? There's some things that you're just never no one's gonna like. Yeah, that's not... what
4: I'm saying. Like, I mean, personal preference. I've made drinks I haven't liked, but have been cool, and people have liked them. That's yeah, great. I but like. i have all s- done that.
2: I've started with like, like a someone like gave me a name for a cocktail and I really tried to design a cocktail around that name that would, that would make sense. Mm. I feel
3: like it never works out.
2: It never does. Mm. No, because you're trying too hard. You're doing a bunch of stuff. Like me, I had to do like a bacon fat wash on some rum and like, Mm. like I just didn't like it. And then I had this bottle of bacon fat wash rum. Granted it was like, it wasn't it, it. wasn't an expensive rum. Thank, thankfully, I, I you know minded my p's and q's because like that mm. bottle of rum, pretty much went in the trash. Like, I didn't mm. use it for oh any. no! Yeah. An entire bottle of rum. Every time you I try fusions, now, to do it, like I just do like no, a little micro no. four ounce some. There's
0: there's nothing I can mm. do with it. You could brew really <laughs> some bananas with it. Yeah.
2: No. 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 It, it, okay. no. Trust horrible? me. Trust okay. me. Bananas in this was not a good combination. What?
3: I feel like that, that's just like waiting to become Bananas Foster.
2: Nah. That's what I thought. And that's where the idea was going. But Mm-mm. it just, it just, I couldn't make it happen. Mm. I, like, I couldn't find the balance, man. And that's what it's all about. Like, mm. it's finding the fucking balance. Sure. Like, and it was just, like, it was just any way I tried it, no bueno. Like, I mm. couldn't make it happen. It was infuriating. Yeah. Because, like, I tried to make it work. I would leave it for a couple of days, and then, like, come back to it, and, like, go through my notes, be like, okay, I tried this, I tried this, like, now I'm gonna try this, like, I've got a new idea, just, no, you couldn't make it work, it was, uh, it was a white whale for a little bit, but eventually, I just had to let it go. I've shut ideas down, those. because
4: I don't want to spend all the time doing all the necessary preparatory stuff to even try one, so... Or if I do it like just enough to make one work, and then I'm like, okay, I don't want to do this ever again, so it's not going on the menu. But <laughs> when I, I peeled a bunch of muscat grapes and then froze them in liquid nitrogen and made a cocktail with that as the ice cubes, hmm. it was just dope. But if somebody eats one, uh, they're going to the hospital, so I had to rethink that one. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the inside of it never uh, uh, warms back up enough to be safe. When you do that, and a bunch of failed experiments.
1: That's where we're stopping for now, guys. You can catch the rest of this conversation two weeks from today on Friday, October 5th. Next week, we're bringing together three different bartenders to continue this roundtable series. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. I would also like to encourage everyone to join our Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com, weed stuff. There, you can become a sponsor of this podcast and all the work we do and be rewarded with cool stuff. We appreciate your support. Please be sure to tune back in next week for our next roundtable series. But in the meantime, go out there to eat and drink stuff. Cheers!